Kayanos, Kayanos, fresh tongues, Kayanos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain, Kayanos. In the book of Judges, God saw a man. His name was Gideon. The scripture says that because of the persecutions of the children of the Midianites, that the time came that this man was stretching floor, was stretching wheat in the wine press. The wine press is where wine is brewed. There is a threshing floor where wheat is stretched. But because of the persecution that is in the season, what the time has presented to him, they were so afraid of what was happening that he went and carried wheat and was stretching it in a wine floor, wine press. The reason is so that he will be able to deceive the Midianites. They will think that the season is to brew wine, but because of the fear, a season comes when people are more they are better in fear than in faith you begin to hear news rumors of war sicknesses all kinds of things happening it is on those days that men need to be established again in the things that we once believed are you with me if you are with me say amen you see I have I have a burden. I have a burden that every believer be established in the things of God. It is on these matters that the apostles, they move from city to city. And somebody like Peter will come and tell them that some of the things I'm telling you, you should know and you already know. But I will not fail to keep you in remembrance of these matters. Knowing that the very foundations of our faith is founded and etched in these matters. So in the seasons where people begin to fear, this is the seasons where the voice of God need to come afresh to us. And we begin to see God in a new way and in a new dimension. It was in those days that the man was stretching wheat in a wine press. And then the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Thou mighty man of valor. He was confused. You know, God can appear to one or two of you and then he will look at you and say, you are a warrior. And you will look at yourself and begin to consider yourself based on the present circumstance. There is nothing that attests to what that proclamation that is coming from above is saying. You look at a weak man. Some of them cannot even fast for two days, six to three. And God will look at that person and say, you are a warrior. We need to see things from the scope of God. Looking at that man Gideon from the way God sees matters, as far as God is concerned, the Bible says, Thou mighty man. So most times, we have to understand things from God's perspective. His view and understanding of us is what even forms our response to life. Most times we are educated. Education is not just what you get in classrooms. Education is what 
your soul is formed into because of the circumstances and challenges, the things that you face day to day. After some seasons, you begin to, you won't even know when you started believing those things that it is possible. Now, when seasons of trials, challenges come, what happens is that nothing new comes into your heart. What happens is that what is there already begins to come out. So them that are established in the things of God, those seasons will reveal that they had Jesus in their hearts. And beyond that, Jesus is on their lips. That there is Jesus in their hearts. I have a burden. I have a burden that majority of believers have Jesus on their mouth. There is no Jesus in their hearts. They are not established in the things of God. And when seasons come, you will find out that their faith is is weak and fickle. It cannot last. The test of time. When challenges come, they cannot stand. What faith did you receive? It was Paul that was speaking. He said that we too have the same spirit of faith. So faith is beyond the proclamation. Faith is also what? Say a spirit. Say after me, a spirit. I'm sorry if I speak this high. That is where some of us are praying for. In my, I'm trying to be as simple as possible. I just finished from one place and they are bringing me feedback. They are saying that the things I'm saying is very high. It is not high. Oh. Most of you do calculus. Is it not true? Do you know why you do calculus? Because you want to make the reason why there is integration and differentiation. Let me speak your language. Do you know why there is need for integration and differentiation? By the time you are through with dissolving that complex equation, you know the answer can just be minus two. But meanwhile, when the equation came, it was complex. And the progression of solving that equation is also, for the normal man, is complex. But we have found out that for you to bring simple solutions to matters, you have to pass through a complex process. The intent of the complex process is to make matters simple. So if you oversimplify matters, you will make the solution complex. By the time people see the solution, is complex to them. But the reason why we bring the questions complex and the process complex is that we arrive at a point where every man will agree that this solution is simple. So the reason why we are solving those complex equations, you'll be wondering, just the flow, fluid mechanics. I also did a little on fluid mechanics. So I know your language. So just for something to pass through a pipe, a junction like this, they gave us big equations. Just, is it not to fix pipe? Normal people won't, they won't understand that language. It is when you start doing business on high places, when oil is flowing from pipeline from one city to another, that was when you will understand that there is a need for you to demystify fluid mechanics, to understand pressure, to understand why it is high here and low here, to know when there might be a possible bunk. It's easy. There people that do this, they know where it's easy to bunker a, a pipeline. The pressure is high there. Small touch, we blow the thing. What am I trying to say? You know what I'm trying to say. There are sometimes it is possible for us to speak like this. You know why? So that we will demystify the Christian life. 
you will know the things that is important. The Christian life is called the faith. The Bible began to tell us that we are not the originators of that faith. People like Father Abraham. The man walked with God in such a dimension that he is called the father of faith. Do you even know what it means? It means that as long as far as that man is concerned, he embodied and calcified everything that God expected a human being to do and be as the matters of faith is concerned. So the scriptures began to say a lot of things about him. The scriptures said that this man was looking for a city that is with foundations. And on that account, he became a pilgrim. You know who is a pilgrim? A pilgrim is a man that there is nothing on earth that has any hold on him. If you touch his money, he leaves it for you. If you touch his clothes, he leaves it for you. My desire is to come to a point where I am indeed a pilgrim. It is pilgrims that are men of faith. These are men that have received the same spirit of faith. What power that man? At a time came, he didn't consider the fact that Isaac was his only son. He was willing to sacrifice him for a bigger cause. If it is true that Jesus will demand anything from you, are you willing to give it? That is the call. There is always an Isaac for every man. Many years ago, I thought I didn't have any Isaac. Until God came and collected ministry for me. It was then that I found out that it was even ministry I loved, not God. What has God taken from you? It is in seasons like this that if people are not established on faith, established in the things of God, certain things can come and shake them. Do you know a time reached? Jesus told this apostle, he said, why don't you people leave? Because others have left. Peter rose up and said, why are we, where are we living to? Because you also have the word of eternal life. I bring you the mind of God this morning. Jesus is bigger than every circumstance. He is our pursuit. He is our goal. The goal of Christianity is Jesus and Jesus alone. You can't make it anything. You can't make it anointing. You can't make it crowd. You can't make it finance. You can't make it, you can't make it success. You can be successful, my sister, or you cannot. You might not. The question is, if you are successful, then what? If you are not successful, and then what? They are bigger matters. It was the preacher that was talking in the book of Ecclesiastes. He said in the book of Ecclesiastes, he said, There is nothing that is here that has not been here. Nothing new under the sun. You need to ask yourself a question. Some of you, your fathers passed through this school or any other school. Some of them became big men, professors, and every other thing. You, are, you have entered the cycle too. Very soon you will become like your father. Haven't you noticed? And then some of the things, some of you are even angry with your parents that they didn't do much for you. I'm telling you, the same thing will come down to you. That is when you will start appreciating them the more. If there are warfares and challenges that they pass through, it is obvious that you too will see it. When David was fighting Goliath, he was fighting the giant of his father. What he never knew is that the time will come when giants will be on his way. Have you heard of Ishbe Benom? He was the giant that had six fingers and six feet. You have not read Second Samuel. Go and read it. 
and on the day that he began to fight David, that was the day we found out that the same thing his father, the one that handed over to him, saw, passed through, he faced a giant. And it was David that stood and fought the giant of his father and brought him low. On the day that David's giant came, the Bible said that even him, he was weak. The man that used to kill giant before, when his own giant came, he was weak. And the Bible says that he was a bitter. That the giant has raised his sword, his spear, to bring David down. Because he turned his back. The Bible says that Abishai blocked with his shield and then killed the giant. The giants of our fathers is still our giant. There is nothing new under the sun. The things that has been is the things that will be. Is it plagues? Is it sicknesses? Is it afflictions? Is it poverty? I'm trying to tell you that there is something that made our father survive those seasons. And the Bible called them the men of faith. They walked in certain dimensions with God. Certain things they considered most important. The Bible says some of them turned back the hands of death. The mouth of lion was shut down because they understood God beyond circumstances. That as long as I'm holding Jesus, nothing can outlast a man that have the capacity to have faith in God. Faith is spiritual. It's eternal. It's scope. The reason why God gave us faith is that we retain the capacity to begin to lay hold on things that is beyond vanity and mundane. The things that are spiritual and eternal. Why is it said that when you got born again, you expressed your faith? When you expressed your faith, the Bible said that you received eternal life. Is it not true? Is it not true? That means faith have the capacity to receive things that is eternal. So what God did in bringing us into faith is making sure that everyone have the capacity to interact with eternity. Because every single thing on earth that is devoid of God's experience is what we call vanity. It was on that account that the preacher said, when I have sought everything and found out that there is a solution that God preferred to this matter, he said that God has put eternity in our hearts so that you will seek something beyond the natural. In the seasons when things begins to put pressure in your life, where you looked is not outside. It's where? It's inside. That is where God is. That's where your faith is. That's where great men looked into. And people will begin to wonder what is even giving you confidence. Do you know when they kill the Christians in the Roman Colossus, they bring them and lions eat them up. The church history said that these men, when they come out, they, they know that lions is about to eat them up. They'll be singing and lifting up their hands. The glory of God will rest upon their life and their face will shine. <laughs> and the people that is carrying them to slaughter will begin to wonder, what is wrong with these people? You are, you are supposed to be crying. You are about to die. Coronavirus is on, is on the way. You are supposed to be panicking. But a man that has been caught up in the glory of God. There is a different philosophy, civilization, that powers our existence. We live by faith and not by sight. The seasons reveal what is inside of you. Are you a man of faith? How do we know? We don't know. It is pressure that reveals what is inside. Faith is not just the talk. Faith is the life. That is what we call, why we call it the living faith. This is the type of faith that led Peter to the place that he was crucified. I know some of you don't like to hear this message. You just want to hear the things that 
Maybe I will change my message and start teaching you how, how to get a life partner. Mm. That one too will pass. The Bible says that heaven and earth will what? But there are things that are eternal in scope. Are you wise? Do you consider yourself wise? If you consider yourself wise, your emphasis should be on the things that is eternal. Jesus said that there is a possibility of you laying up treasure in a place where not, where canker worm, where nothing can touch it. It is in seasons like this, praise though, that we find out that people lay their treasure where coronavirus can wipe it out in three weeks. Many businesses have shut down. That is when you will find out that many of the things that people emphasize on, there is no God in it. Anything that God is in, in this period, we try. It won't go down. Just watch out for the things that is going down. You will now have a real perspective about life and eternity. Look at you. They are shutting down your school. That is to show you that when all ships is down, there is nothing like school. Though. You have to have a better view of life, my friends. See beyond the certificate. Many of us that graduated seven, eight years ago, nine years ago, you will find out that later you might not have to use the certificate. And I'm not saying you didn't do well. I believe in excellence. My God, I did a lot of, a lot of night class. Many days we slept in classrooms. We didn't know our bed. Many days we read all night. Because God, the kingdom, abhors slothfulness. In fact, I was reading my scriptures. And I was looking for the people that hell was meant for. I found out that lazy people is going to hell. I'm shocked. Slothfulness. Slothfulness. So we, we believe in excellence. We believe that whatsoever your hand has found to do, become the best in it. But that thing you are doing is only, only has value in the scope of purpose. Then you begin to ask, what grants, what gives purpose to matters? It is God's perspective concerning a matter that puts purpose in it. God's perspective in a matter is the only thing that has weight. There is what we call the checkers of the sanctuary. Are you with me? The checkers of the sanctuary, when people bring offerings, bring worship, when we preach, we minister, when we do things in the altar, when we come before God, the ministrations and the gifts and the things that you brought to God will be converted by the Levites to what we call the checkers of the sanctuary. So your service and your ministration, your worship, the things you do in life, there is a conversion factor. So we want to say, if, if we convert all you have been doing to the checkers of the sanctuary, what will be your weight? Men have been living life purposeless. That's why God's hand is not coming. You see, God is not obligated to sponsor your ambition. Are you hearing me? Majority of the people here, you are just, you are, everything you are doing is still ambition. Jesus has not laid hold in your life. That you are worshipping and crying doesn't mean Jesus has laid hold on your life. I have met people that, that we are praying, even in prayer meeting. I'm a prayer man. Even in prayer meeting, they finished praying and still did what they want to do. Jesus has not touched them. A sword has not cut into their heart. 
it was David that came to a point where he thought he is good enough. But he understood that there is something in man that is rebellious. The soul of man is rebellious. That even the best of us is still filled with darkness. So he came to a point. He said, search me. No. There is an any evil way inside of me. This is the cry of men that understand that there is a need for brokenness if we make attempt in laying hold on the things that is of God. So certainly in seasons, you begin to ask God and ask him, in the matters that I'm involved in, how much of it is fulfilling your purpose? How much of it is aligned to that which you expect me to do? That is the testimony of men that live by faith. The Bible was talking about Moses. He said that he considered it a higher thing to suffer with the children of Israel than to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Big things come our way, we deny it. Not because we can't do better, but because we understand that in the scope of God's measurement, that there are things more important. And as soon as men begin to align to their scrolls from heaven, what we notice is that Satan will be in trouble. Do you know why Satan is still powerful? Very few people are aligned to their scrolls from heaven. They are living. They are just existing. God is not aware of many things you are doing. No. Sorry. But many of the things you are doing, God is not aware. The day God begins to love you, the day you become serious with God, that's the day you will see that there are not many things you are doing that is important. Some of you, God knows that the altar in your family, your foundations is so terrible that even if you graduate with first class, you won't have any job. What does he do? He puts you into prayer and fasting. You will think he's making you fast. What you don't know is that God is looking for an opportunity to overturn that river that is working wickedness in your family. So when he comes to you, you won't understand. You will, you will say, it's, it's my book. Until you finish school. Mm. We speak of matters that we know. We have seen very, very handsome people. Very, very beautiful ladies. They are not married. 30, 35. And they are virgins. They have not done anything. There is one we handle. And the lady was saying, why me? Why me? I said, why won't it be you? When people are giving themselves to prayer, you thought there is something special about you. There is nothing special about Nobody wants to see you. Sorry, nobody wants to see you. <laughs> the day I realized that nobody wants to see me, that's the day I became serious with my life. I used to, I used to think I'm, you see, one of the ways for you to lay hold on things in God is to always see yourself very low before God. That is called meekness. Insufficiency. Bringing before God an utter helplessness. Except God helps us. The scripture says that we look up to the hills. From whence comes our help? For some of you, your help comes from your uncle and your father and your lecturer. You might not know, but that's where your help comes from. But our help, me. Same way. My help comes from God. The maker of heaven and earth. If you take Jesus from me, I'm finished. I don't have alternative solution. I don't have alternative. Jesus is my only plan. How many plans do you have? You have many plans, so you won't know. When we live here is when you know you have other plans. You just came to service so that they will say you came to church. Oh, you are now a Christian. Are you not a Christian? If you stay at home, they will be asking, uh -uh, have you backslided? 
That's why you are here. It's not as if you are expecting to encounter God. Men have turned powerful things to religion. And God has left. And because of that, you stay in church for 10 years. You didn't become anything special. I will speak to you today and you cry for your life. This is the things that matters. People emphasize on the things that is not important. So when anything begins to happen, Satan will borrow men from the church. Borrow men from Zion. Because as long as men operate in the flesh, Satan can still borrow them. Even if they are anointed, even if they are big, even if they are small, even if they speak in tongues, even if they do anything, even if they heal the sick. For the believer, the power that Satan has over you is just the flesh. He doesn't have direct power over you. You can turn it in the name of Jesus. But once the flesh is still operating, as I'm talking now, some people... They don't even like what I'm saying. But I will still say it. Do you know why I will say it? It will not make sense to you until after five years. Say five years. Say five years. For some of you, ten years. When life has... You know this life. Say this life. Some of you are young. You don't know... You will not know the importance of what I'm telling you. Until you have suffered for ten years. Then you will, you will start where you should have started ten years ago. I want to tell you that there are people that has built their life to a certain degree. Don't expect the two of you to have the same result. They have been building. These are men that understood destiny, understood the scope of God's workings in men and true men. And they have yielded themselves to that protocol. Jesus is the basis of their existence and they have given themselves to the things that pertains to him. Jesus is their one and true goal. have a body I have a body that my generation of Christians are lightweight there is no weight in them anything can move them some of you just because you don't have money you, you will lose concentration on matters what you don't understand is that what Satan Checking my time is not up to one hour, it's not up to 40 minutes. Why are you shortening my time? I will send you away. I'm, I'm looking at my time now. My clock is still correct. This one you gave me is not correct. I won't believe it. Now, listen to me. I want to help you. When I see young people like this, I I either become excited or I become afraid for you. Do you know why I'm afraid for some people? I know that the same thing that most of us so do you know how many people have passed through this university? Do you know? We can't count them. Where are they now? My sister, let's do re-evaluation. Thousands of graduates coming out. When we went for you service, you know the people that feel that Shagan camp people trooping everywhere if you don't understand these matters I'm telling you you will just become one among the number is that all that God called you to be so you think your destiny is summed up with what your lecturers has decided about you I am convinced even if you don't know I'm convinced that your life is bigger than this 
and you can only find that reality in the circumference of God's purpose for your life. So I, I, I want to bring men to a point where they are established in the things that matters. The mountains will be brought low. The valleys will be filled up. Rivers will dry up. Times and seasons will come. But they that trust upon the Lord, they are what? Like what? Zion. They can't be moved. Circumstances don't move them. Things don't move them. Your reality is not on earth. There was a time my cousin believed that I am serious with what I'm doing. When he offered me millions and said, Come, let's start something in Lagos. When he was saying it, I, it's not just that I rejected. Some of you will be tempted. I felt, I felt offended. So we have reduced the power of the cross to what can be bought. Are you people hearing what I'm saying? If there is an amount that can be still be placed on your life, you have not understood eternity yet. And I don't talk about money only. If certificate can buy your pursuit of God, if job can buy your pursuit of God, if getting an A can buy your pursuit of God, if comfort can buy your pursuit of God, then you don't understand God at all. Yes. In fact, the scripture was telling us in the book of Revelations, it was telling us about the ministry of the spirit that dwelt in Babylon. Have you heard of Babylon? You don't know Babylon. Babylon is a system that believes that anything and anybody can be bought. It's just about the price. It believes that there is a price tag on you. It's just that they have not brought the amount that can buy you. So sometimes, some of you, your price tag is carry over. Say carry over. Say after me, carry over. No, it's not a bad thing. Me too, I had carry over. So I'm not, I'm, I won't even tell you the good things I did. I will tell you the bad ones so that you learn from it. I had carry over too. And I read well. In fact, that type of carry over is painful because you have eight courses and then you get six A's and then you get two carryovers. How do you explain that? How do you explain that somebody got six A's out of eight courses and then got two F's? How is it possible? How does somebody that intelligent suddenly become daft? My brother, something is, there is an undercurrent. But on those days, I was established in God. I knew that that my lecturer that was telling me that my destiny is in his hands. Oh, lecturers don't say it in this school. They say it, have you? There is a man in physical sciences department in the University of Nigeria. Those days, he will come to Chem 101 class and say, Your destiny is in my hands. That he can keep you in this school for 10 years and he's not moved. Is my destiny in his hands. I operate by a different philosophy and civilization. The powers of Zion. They are the things that I live by. The scriptures speak about the men that will operate in the last days. They said that they will live by the power of the age to come. Nothing in this life can touch them. 
So when Satan brings up, he will expect you to go down. That is when you are mounting up with wings. You understand that as long as Jesus is large in your heart, nothing can truly win you. Nothing has truly conquered a man that Jesus is rising in his heart. Because a time will come, the tide of God that is rising inside of you, we envelop every circumstance. The Bible says that he that is in you is what? Far greater than he that is in the world. That means that anything that is in the world, if you give attention to the one that is in you, it will finally conquer it. So which one is greater? Which one is better? Which should you give more attention? That which is in you. This is how men are established. Anytime they look at any matter or circumstance, they begin to seek first of all God's perspective. And God's perspective concerning those matters is what informs the decision and action that they take. So they are not moved by the crowd. They know God for themselves. Say afterwards, no man will tell you go here and there. For the Holy Ghost, the teacher. The Bible says that you have that unction inside of you. Is it not true? And it teaches you the things, all things of God. Do you have the unction? Do you have the unction? Don't you pray in tongues? You pray in tongues, have you? You have the unction now. The question is, have you been taught? That's the question. Mm. See, when man fell in the garden of Eden, even though man fell into self and fell into sin and fell into flesh and began to operate with a different philosophy, there are two systems that you can operate in as a man. Is either you operate by the spirit or you operate in the flesh. The fall of man is what better a new module of oppression. That is what Satan desired in his heart. He said, I will set up a parallel government. That means, if you have a parallel government, you will have a different civilization and system that powers that government. So he is the one that went and engineered a different system because God oppressed by the spirit. And he, even if you are, are you with me now? As long as a man oppressed by the spirit, he will fulfill God's agenda. So Satan has set himself to make sure not just that only him, but man will never fulfill God's agenda. And he knows that if man continues to subscribe to the philosophy and civilization of the spirit, even though man has fallen, man will never fulfill the agenda of Satan. He will still continue to live according to what God expects. That is why even though Abel has fallen, he still subscribed to the spirit. And the Bible called him the blood of righteous Abel. That means that even though that sin has come and man fell, that any man that still subscribed to the philosophy of the spirit will still find himself fulfilling God's agenda. So Satan engineered a different system. So whenever we come to seasons like this, one of the things we begin to find out is that anytime any man lives, there are only two places that you can find yourself is either your life is powered by the spirit or it is what powered by the flesh so satan brought an alternative system now the intent of that alternative system is to educate you on the life of the fallen man are you with me now follow me now when man fell man he doesn't know even though man has fallen he still doesn't know evil a lot somebody needs to teach him evil it was when man was taught evil long time by the fallen beings. Remember, man is called, say fallen, say fallen state. The flesh is called fallen state. So even though you are fallen, 
But you, st- you are still not taught the dynamics of the life of the fallen man until those beings came down from heaven. The Bible says, by, by Genesis chapter 6, I think verse 5, the Bible says that God regretted that he created man. Why? But he didn't regret Abel and a few other people. It means that between Abel and the time that God re- regretted, that men we are taught. Eh? Men we are taught how to do witchcraft. Man didn't know what was witchcraft. Man was taught the ways of the fallen man. Taught wickedness. Taught how to kill. Who taught man that? Anything you do, a spirit taught you. Nothing just comes. It is some of you that are taught. I wait. It is some of you that are taught. The way you dress and the way you talk, the way some of you all the time, a spirit is telling you to look sexy. You, you think he's being fashionable. A spirit is educating you in that life. In fact, some of the things you have not seen on TV, he will tell you, do this one like this. And you will say it's a new idea. Just like before I come to my meetings, a spirit tells me, wear this suit. Wear the, you don't know that. I don't wear anything. No. I will wait and ask that spirit, which one do I wear? Because what you don't know is that there are people that have seen you in the spirit and they saw you in this mode. You, we have to be aligned to that thing that we are seeing. So there are people that the life they are living, they are being taught by a spirit. Meanwhile, they are born again. No? But the philosophy they are subscribing to is a teaching that a spirit engineer. That is why believers stay in church for long. But their education is never from the scriptures. They are now grounded in faith. They are being taught by fallen peace and spirits that have exerted their influence on territories. That is why you can come in a territory with scotism and immorality that pervaded. Because the spirits that power these things are strong in the territory. So beyond the capacity of men to live a certain kind of life, they are being taught by these spirits. There is no lecture and there is no warning that you can give to these men that can separate them from such life. Because the spirit has brought them into an economy. And there is a teaching that is beyond the natural. That is informing the life that they live. The pastor will finish teaching. They will go and do what they want to do. Because there is a spirit teaching them. Until a spirit teaches you. You will never enter into the fullness of a philosophy. It is, on, it is then that we found out. That even when we are born again. Are you with me now? When you are born again. You still need to be taught a life. It is not enough to have eternal life. If you have eternal life, you will remain a babe. Just like man, even though he was fallen, didn't know much about evil. Demons have to teach them evil. My father in the Lord, Apostle Mosaiwe, spoke about a guy that came. And one day he went to the stream to fetch water. And when he went to the stream to fetch water, a spirit appeared to, to him. And the spirit was levitating between heaven and earth and then the spirit began to tell him how to host him and then he began to tell him how to mold idol Haven't, how many of you have still have shrine and idol around your home around your village the question you ask yourself is who, gave, who taught them how to carve that thing it was when we saw Bazaliel that we knew that there is an anointing. There is something that makes me... Where are they seeing what they are carving, man of God? Something, there is a spirit that teaches men. You are, you, what you don't know is that you are, you are taught by a spirit. It's either you are taught by the spirit of God or you are taught by the spirit that is influencing the territory. 
and I looked in the spirit, I see that men are still taught by the spirit of the day. The world system is what is teaching them. In their own mind, they are following trend. They don't know that every, you don't know, every civilization is out of the desire of spirits. See, the desire of spirits is to have cities. I'm saying big things, Jesus help me. Just, if you are praying in tongues, you, I, I'm speaking to your spirit. You will understand it later. If you are fast, you understand it now. Hmm? It's like that. I, I need to run. The desire of spirit is to obtain cities that they are in charge and they begin to rule those cities. And if it is true that there is a city, there must be a city. What makes a place a city is the civilization that backs it all. And before civilizations are born, there must be a priest that begins to generate incense until a certain level of traffic is generated for the oppression of that spirit in that territory. When enough traffic is generated by priesthood, follow me. So, do you know why I'm telling you this? If there is anything happening wrong in your campus, there is a priesthood backing it. What that priesthood does is to empower the spirits that have the capacity to bring that influence. So, when a priesthood has done its job long enough, then certain spirits will begin to have invade that territory. It is by priesthood that we generate traffic. Are you with me now? So that priesthood is what is generating the traffic of spirits that is teaching men. My sister was interceding one time ago in the University of Nigeria and her eyes opened and she saw that in the same building that ladies has been sleeping and staying for long is hordes of demons. And everybody that comes into that place comes under that influence. Every week there is one abortion. Every week there is one abortion in that whole thing. That is when you will understand that there is a spirit that what? Teaches. I'm telling you if the Holy Ghost doesn't teach you, there is another spirit that will teach you. There is no vacuum. Who is teaching you? It is that whom, if the Holy Ghost didn't teach you, you will never be established in the things of God. There is only two philosophies. The flesh and the spirit. And when you walk in the spirit, you will never ever fulfill the desires of the flesh. Do you walk in the spirit? If you walk long enough in the spirit, you will become a powerful person. You will be too strong for the devil. Satan will be looking for how to touch you. He can't touch you. Men that walk in the spirit are untouchables in any season. They operate with a philosophy and a civilization that this earth has no answer to. Sickness doesn't have answer to it. Nothing has answer to it. When they think you are down, you come up. When Satan think he has finished you, that's when you will start rising. Now listen to me. As I round up. Now this is the point. When you are now brought into life, you need to be taught things about life. That is why the Bible called the Holy Spirit the teacher. Say, Holy Spirit the teacher. I'm not hearing you. Everybody say, Holy Spirit the teacher. If you will be established in the things of God, you must know Holy Spirit, the teacher. Because the very life that you are being brought into, he is the one that teaches you things concerning that life. Do you think you can pray? Do you even know what to pray for? Have you read the book of Romans chapter 8? I know some of you think you can pray. You don't. If the Holy Spirit doesn't teach you prayer, you don't know prayer. He said that for we know not what we should pray for. 
That's number one. There are three challenges in prayer. For we know not what we should pray for. That's number one. You don't know anything. Some of you will come and look at your challenge. You will say, my result is the problem. You start saying, oh God, I want to pass. I want to pass. I want to pass. Meanwhile, the real challenge in the spirit is that God wants to conquer your will. And bring you to a place where you are submitted to him. So the real prayer you should have prayed If it is the Holy Ghost that is teaching you that prayer Is I surrender Lord As soon as you say I surrender you will pass But you don't know that You don't know what you should pray for As secondly is Second problem is as you ought to Some of you you are praying 30 minutes And somebody came and told me There is a challenge of unanswered prayer I told you there is nothing like unanswered prayers Two things is the problem Is either you are praying and miss Huh? Or you have not fulfilled the quota of prayer that it, it takes to change the hand of God. So, you don't know what to pray for. How you ought to pray. But the Bible says the spirit helps your infirmities. Another thing is that you can know what to pray for, how to pray, but you don't have the strength to pray. Has it not happened to you? How many of you, you have woken up in the night to pray and then you stepped off? Oh, we are many here. Those days, I used to put stone in my pocket to make sure I pray and even a stone is in my pocket. Say Baba Baba. All of us pass through that. And then, has it not happened to you? You come and kneel down beside your bed and say, This night, oh Jehovah. And then, when the thing do you like this more, you say, what I notice is that this sleep is too much. Let me advise myself what I'm going to do. Let me not deceive. Let me sleep small so I will give God my best. We are many. So you say, let me sleep for 30 minutes only. Remember, this time is around 2 a.m. Say 30 minutes. And then, when you sleep for 30 minutes, you wake up by 6 in the morning. And you'll be angry with yourself. That's when you know that the spirit help it. The spirit help it. There is a woman in my church back home. Prophecy came over her life and said that we see death and coughing before you. Pray that that thing should be removed. They gave her, they even told her the type of prayer to pray. How many days to fast? Do you know that woman didn't pray that prayer? There was no strength to pray. We went for burial after three months now. So, in that case, she knew the problem and how to solve the problem. There was no energy to pray the prayer. See, when I tell men to pray, I also understand that real prayer is by the empowerment of the Spirit. You are going to pray on prayer. You will ask the Holy Spirit, educate me, teach me, teach me. The teaching of the Holy Spirit is what grounds you in God. Do you know some of the people you call apostles and believers, they, they didn't have access to the Bible. If you want to read Bible in those days, you enter the temple and they give you the Bible. Say, when Jesus finished reading, he did what? Gave it back to them. It's not, you don't go home with Bible. Oh. Now you, you have Bible. You can even put it under your pillow. And in the night, instead of you to pray, you will say, Minus Satan plus Jesus. And then you sleep. There is one that I saw on social media. One guy said that 
before if he wants to sleep what he will say is he will just say Jesus take control and then he will sleep what he noticed that when he said Jesus take control and sleep as soon as he sleeps it is demons that take control it is not Jesus may you not be like that in Jesus name ask the Holy Spirit just be on your seat ask the Holy Spirit teach me I want you to pray sincerely establish me in the matters of life you need establishment if men will survive seasons, they need establishment. The Bible says that they that trust on the Lord, they are like man Zion that cannot be moved. It's not today you are up, tomorrow you are down. Today you are hot, tomorrow you are cold. That is not the plan of God. We need consistent and established men. Men that can stand as giants and Jesus can lay hold on them. This is not the best of the life that you have been called into. You need to pray. You need to be sincere with yourself. And know that the life that you are living is a lot below God's expectation. That there is a need for you to be brought into depths of eternal life. Possibilities in need that can never be exhausted. For men that are willing to yield to the, to, to, to the school. Education of the spirit. You don't know much. And that is why your life is spent at where it is. You can only experience as much as you have been taught by that spirit. He says he is the spirit of truth. And when he comes, he will lead you into all truths. You have been led to the truths that you have allowed him to lead you into. Come on, ask God, I yield afresh again. That you will teach me the things that pertain to life and godliness. That I will be able to come to the recesses, to the place that destiny has ordained for me. I know that I'm living below your expectation. I ask to be established on matters that pertain to the kingdom, that pertain to life and destiny. I know that there is me in me that is beyond the one that I'm seeing now. I decide to yield, to surrender, to give myself to the things that pertain to life. I want to be taught. Holy Ghost, somebody pray. I want to be taught. I want to be taught. Teach me. Teach me. Teach me. Teach me your way, Yahweh. Sabrande Koskapaha, Ekotamante, Rapatakambre Tapataha, Satemantalea, Rapatoa Sapecambre Teliande Boca Sadevante, Rapatapanka Pretokobosa Tapantelea, Abrata Patacambre, Sota Barata, Abre Safenante Breca Patacambre, you are not praying, Shakwata Patata. This is a solemn moment. This is not time. This is time to focus. This is time to sort out your life. This is time to sort out things. You don't want to end like this. You don't want to stop like this. You are not thinking that this is the best that is in God, that is in the kingdom. You must know that there is a lot better. Somebody pray. Jesus said that is expedient that I live. Because when I live, there is another, another person, personality that is coming. And that personality is a teaching person. Is a, is a teaching personality. When it comes, he will be able to teach you and lead you into all truth. How much of truth and reality is in your spirit? Is as much as the spirit of God has taught you. Uh, we want to see matured men. Men that are established. Men that has been taught so much on the things of God and in the spirit. That they are rooted. The Bible says, being rooted in Christ. That you might know what is the height, what is the depth, what is the width, what is the length of the love of God. How much are you established? Cry to God and say, root, root me, O God. Let my foundations be founded in Zion. Let my feet be planted in high places. 
May I be strong in you and let nothing move me. The Bible says that he that built his house on a rock, he said that season will come, storms will come, winds will come, and they will blow upon the house. But the foundation is founded on Christ the rock. When your foundation is founded on Christ the rock, you can never fail. You will be established. the solid rock I stand on other grounds is sinking sand what have you trusted before now oh another ground is sinking sand my faith is built on nothing less choir help me then Jesus blood and righteousness is a prayer it's not a song I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but holy lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all on the ground is sinking sand, my God. All on the ground is sinking sand. Pray for two more minutes. My faith is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest free, but holy lean on Jesus. On Christ the solid Rock is a heart cry. All on the ground is sinking sand. All on the ground is sinking sand. What have you trusted before now? What are you standing upon? Is it Christ? Are you established in the faith that was once handed over to us? Are you established? You're gonna ask Jesus today. Take away everything I'm standing upon that is not the faith in you. Take it away. 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 My God.